When sexual harassment happens in the workplace, chances are the company won't deal with the complaint properly. Why does this happen, and what can a victim do about it? With the story, here's InfoTrack's Roy Mackey. Roy? Thank you, Chris. Adrian Lawrence is a former ESPN anchor and legal analyst and now the author of the book, Staying in the Game, the Playbook for Beating Workplace Sexual Harassment. Adrian, for those who aren't familiar with your story, your role in this issue apparently began as a result of the sexual harassment environment at ESPN. Tell us what's wrong with the typical way that sexual harassment is dealt with in the workplace. Unfortunately, the vast majority of companies treat sexual harassment like it's a legal issue. It is rarely, if ever, a legal issue. You know, over 5 million people are sexually harassed in workplaces across the country. And less than 1% ever even file a complaint with a government agency. And even fewer than that actually sue. So the fact that people think it's legal is in part why companies treat it as a legal issue. Where suddenly you become their opposition. When in reality, this is just bullying. So it can be something that managers need to address. You write about five common characteristics of people to avoid in the workplace. Tell us about those characteristics. This is probably one of my funnest chapters to write, in part because it's largely based on life experience, also conversations with people, and what I've seen in cases that there are very similar personalities for people who engage in harassment and different approaches that they take. For instance, the ulterior motive mentor, the person who swoops in pretending they want to help you out and give you guidance when they're really just trying to maybe make a romantic pass at you. And it's not where you want to be in a situation where you are just trying to do your best and make your contribution as an employee, but now you're going to end up having to fight off someone who thinks that you'd be better fit to be girlfriend or mistress material. What are the mental health consequences of being in a sexual harassment situation, and how do you deal with that? A lot of people don't fully appreciate how much it can mess up your head game. One of the biggest aspects of sexual harassment is the mental part. Because again, this is bullying to get you to play small where you have an economic livelihood. You have a family to take care of. If you're a dual income earner, you can't have being without your income. And so there is so much stress that can come into play. And a lot of individuals who are subject to sexual harassment or even just exposed to seeing it as a bystander end up with depression, anxiety, PTSD. These are things that can disrupt your entire life and how you interact with your loved ones. You have to be very, very protective of your mental state. And that was something that I witnessed in my own experiences where I would see the men around me observing things that bothered them and you could see the impact it had on them because they don't want to watch people be sexually harassed or be bullied or mistreated either. And feeling like you can't say anything, that really can impact a lot in terms of the head game. Adrian, what are the biggest misconceptions that women continue to have about harassment? A lot of women think they need to be touched, and that is not the case. Also, too, unfortunately, there is this mentality of, I'm lucky to be here. It's a very American worker mentality. And they need to realize that that is not true either. You do not have to tolerate someone treating you with disrespect and trying to weaponize your gender or sex against you just so that they can feel like they're in power and in control. It's not okay. And it's all right to stand up for yourself and 
to believe what you know occurred and not have someone gaslight you. The Me Too movement certainly has brought this to the forefront, but do you think that we're making real progress and are you optimistic on the future of dealing with sexual harassment as a country? I really liked the Me Too movement in terms of that it helped largely women feel comfortable in speaking out about these things because that's how they continued to persist in terms of harassment and sexual abuse is the silence factor. So it's good that it broke the silence. Unfortunately, the situation we're in right now with COVID-19 is that there is a lot of job scarcity and economic insecurity. And so my concern is that it's essentially going to make people go silent again because they can't risk being without a livelihood. And on top of that, a lot of people are feeling powerless and they're going to want to use bullying tactics like sexual harassment to feel like they've got some control over their lives. Adrian Lawrence, the author of Staying in the Game, the playbook for beating workplace sexual harassment. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. And that's it for this week's show. Special thanks to this week's InfoTrack contributors, Roy Mackey and Gina Tedesco. Our internet services are provided by Pair Networks. Our executive producer is Randy Meyer. And I'm Chris Whitting. We hope you'll join us right here next week for another edition of InfoTrack.